The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 284. Friday, October 21st, 2016. Oh, yeah. Note to self, I've got to listen to The Paunch Stevenson Show. Welcome to The Paunch Stevenson Show. Punch Stevenson Show, punchstevenson.com, episode 284. Uh, I'm here with Lanza. Lanza, any thoughts, recollections about New York Comic Con in, in the, the... What's so funny? In the, the ninth layer of hell. Hell. Yes, it's hell. Every year is hell. Uh, I mean, there's always good names there, but every year is hell uh, to some extent. Whether it's uh, two and a half hour lines for no reason or... Uh, weather. Weather. Yeah, you name it. So you got, uh, you only did two days. I did two days, yeah. Saturday out, and then Sunday with the weather. Didn't need really anybody inside, and just. Well, you missed Katie Asselton. Yeah, well, so did so I. So did I. Which, I mean, also, I really didn't think she was going to show. I was kind of joking. Because she's the whole cast, I guess, showed. I had a feeling, though. I had a feeling she was going to show. It's just. Uh, I needed the damn autograph from Carrie Fisher, which just yes. took hours upon hours upon hours. You did get Jimmy Simpson, though. Kill uh, me. I did get Jimmy Simpson from... Always uh, Sunny. Always Sunny. What are they on there? The uh, the O'Doyles? Oil, oil Boys. Gail the Snail? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's on Westworld, which I've heard I've heard good things about Westworld. Yeah, I haven't started it yet. Mm. Um, which show did you call him from? What's in Always Sunny? I said The League. I meant Always uh, Sunny. I keep doing that. I say... I say always sunny when I mean the league. It's bad. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know what, overall, though, like the Thursday, Thursday used to be like a well, nice, easy, quiet yeah. day, and it's not it anymore. Well, we started kind of crazy because I screwed up. I had, <coughs> on Wednesday, I had literally the chance of a lifetime with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Gellar. She was doing some kind of, like, trade show for her baking company. It was literally 10 minutes from where I worked. I was like, you know what, I'll go there at lunch. And like an idiot, I waited too long. And by the time I got there, she was gone. And you know what that is? Bunches. Bunches. Gicks and Gicks bunches. Gicks and bunches to my groin it and everything. So much. It was ah. so many bunches. Uh, yeah, that was bad for you. Thursday. Well, then Thursday. <laughs> Thursday actually like, worked out well for you in the well, morning. Well, because I, I went there again. I was like, well, maybe right. she's there again. She wasn't there. That was a punch. But and then you end up doing WFIN, which uh, I thought was a steal. Mike uh, and the Mad Dog. Uh, yeah, WFIN, they were doing something way downtown. And the problem is from New Jersey is once you get to a certain hour, which is basically like 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m., all of the train stops, um, the yeah, parking. the parking is all gone. So I was like, oh, what the hell am I going to well, do? The parking's so parking's gone. The, 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 the schedule's all off. There's no rush hour anymore. But I was able to find a spot in uh, Jersey City Journal Square in this, like, secondary lot. And I ran over. I get on the path, which takes forever. World Trade Center. I get out. I run like mad. The texts were very bad. What? what well, I didn't know where I was going. Where's the entrance? I had what no floor idea. is it? I don't know. What am I looking at? <laughs> there were no signs. There were no All signs. There was a fan. Yeah, bad for you. So I run up there and I see these two people we know, and I'm like, ah! 
And they're like, uh, well, I was looking for John McEnroe, the tennis guy. So the, yeah. what WF Handling did was you just go, you're supposed to sign up to be an organ donor, you don't nah, have to, it's and it's a free photo op when they had four. It was Steve Weatherford, and then McEnroe, and Boomer Carton, and Ben Tiki Barber. Yeah, these are football guys, other than McEnroe. So, uh, and so yeah, so I, McEnroe had finished, and he was walking away, and I ran after him. And I was like, John, get the picture. He's like, I was only, I, I was scheduled at 2.30, man, or 12.30. Yeah, 12.30. I'm off the clock, man. You got to sign up. And I was like, well, it, it's 12.25. I took the train. I couldn't oh, make please. it. please. And then he, he kind of relented and did it. Which is great. McEnroe does nothing. No, I know. He's he terrible, usually. So that was good. You, also, you can't be serious. Yeah, when I, uh, when I, when I went up to him. I don't think he knew it was photo ops or what was going on because they tried to talk him into like, hey, you know, just pose and stuff. He's like, well, uh, my heart breaks for the Cubs last night. Like, what are you talking about? No, just stand there. Don't talk. Don't say anything. Um, but yeah, that was fun. And then I ran, I took a cab back, ran into Comic-Con, uh, ran to the Stan Lee line. It was the last uh, one. As he was like adjusting himself, I'm like, Stan, uh, you're the man. That's right, web slingers. It's me, Stan Lee, the man. I wish he would have did that, but he didn't. He just kind of nodded like this uh, maniac needs to get out of here. This is uh, late, man. He's late to the party, man. Uh, that's Rob Stumpit. Uh, maybe you should retire. He did. So um, then I, I join you. I took the subway or something. And I get up there, and and to be honest, I don't remember what the hell I did on Thursday. I don't remember what was first, but like, um, yeah. Then I was at the hotel all night. It was just brutal. Joffrey was there from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't care about him. Uh oh, uh, Paul Savino. I needed yeah, like a really quiet, okay day. Um, who the hell? I don't remember who the hell I got. Well, well I ended up getting Zayus. Oh yeah! Like after though, that was David like a run. Zayas, yeah, yeah, that was that was bad. This bum from some AMC, some Hulu show turned me down. It was, it was ugly. Yeah, it was a rough day. That was a rough day. But I forgot why we were late because then we were gonna do Archer. I don't. And we know. got held up somewhere, so that was rough. Friday I thought was pretty damn good because we got uh, Haley, not Haley. Uh, what's her name from Mila Goldberg's. Jovovich. Who? The Goldberg. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we got... Uh, uh, Barry's girlfriend. We got a AJ, AJ Machalka yeah, from Laney. Laney. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, that was a good uh, spot. I had no idea she was on Cartoon Network cartoon. I didn't know she was going to be there. Yeah. And then uh, we got... Then we got... We, met, we, got we the saw Ninja, Sting. We saw <laughs> Sting in costume. Sting. WWE Sting. Waved at him. And then we got Rob Paulson, who I needed badly. Rob Paulson, another member of the original Ninja Turtles, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now the new Donatello. Yeah, well, originally he was Raphael on the old show. Yeah. Well, he's also technically Raphael. He's a pinky in the brain also, right? I mean, he does everything, yeah. yeah. He's Rob Paulson. Uh, legendary Rob Paulson and also right. Kevin Michael Richardson, another... The Shredder now. Legendary, yeah, but he's yeah. done a million. Oh, yeah. He's always doing Transformers. Mm -hmm. So, and then we missed Michelangelo. Well, wow, he's a newer life. guy. I didn't care yeah. about him. Um, but yeah, I thought that. And Hoon didn't show. Yeah, whatever. That, exactly. Already. Thank God, I would have been pissed. Yeah. So that was. Uh, well, my other big quest was for the, there was four cast members of this sci-fi show called The uh, Expanse. Turn the air conditioning on. Um, which I'm a big fan of, and I got some at the hotel. I got some 
like Saturday morning at the, outside the convention when it was kind of raining. Well, not even that. You were going like Saturday afternoon when we were in line. That's a whole oh, other thing. Oh, that was thing. insane. Yeah, you're, you're skipping. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's the crux of the story. Where, I just, the, oh. screw up, the screw up for me was on Friday. I should have just bagged the hotel and gone after the other hotel where Jeffrey Dean Morgan was from uh, Walking Dead. You could have got a Lucille picture. Oh, yeah, right, with the bat. With the bat. So, um, yeah. Well, that's well, it ends well, because we're going to get him, God willing, yeah, next week. It's going to cost the money! Oh, <laughs> the fuck money! Punches. There's so many punches. So, the, the, <laughs> well, Friday was the disaster on Friday. Stranger was, Things disaster. Oh, the Stranger Things show. We had to get the sheriff, uh, David Harbour, and also oh. the girl they, uh, who played Eleven, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Yeah. Not to be confused with Bobby Brown. No. Or uh, uh, Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli uh, uh, Bobby Brown. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I'm very convinced that's why she got named after. Millie Billy. So there was they oversold. Oversold. The girl's like 12 years old, so she just would get tired after 10 minutes and go take a break. It she took, was sitting, she was standing, oh, she was getting water. It, it took two and a half hours. Just for her line. Yeah. Then the group op would harbor. Ah. Oh, punches. Somehow. And you needed the graph. I got Somehow I got the graph. A friend of mine helped me out, but that was a uh, madness. And I also got Alan Tudyk from, uh, Firefly. from Firefly. I had to get him. Steve the Pirate in... Uh, Argar, oh. yes. Dodgeball. I, I'm racking up the dodgeball names. I have him. I have oh, well. Ben Stiller. I have Go Ben on. Stiller's wife. Uh, Go on. Huh? Go on. Hold on. What's Ben Stiller's wife? Melanie. Melinda. Big Marsha. That's all I know. Taylor, right? Christine. Christine Taylor. Yeah. What the I think of Melanie. Yeah. I've got her. I've got Vince Vaughn now. Um, oh, Stephen Root. Stephen Root I have. Long. Justin Long. I have Justin Long. You might have the whole... Oh, and also, I also have the uh, the dorky guy, the tall dorky yeah, guy. Yeah, I think what you might his, have. What's his name? Uh, he's on. He was on. He's on. Uh, he was on. He was in Avatar. And uh, yeah, but he's also in Grandma's Boy. Meep moop meep boop mop. Okay, which is a great movie. He's a director now too. Yes, uh, yeah. I forget his name, but I have him too. You might have the whole average Joe team, which is pretty damn. I know. Impressive. I need the. I need the Hispanic guy. And I have Rip Torn. That's right. You got patches. And I have the uh, the uh, young patches, too. Oh, Hank Azaria. This is ridiculous. Killing it. Wow. You will never Duck, have... dodge, dive. You will never have, uh, like, oh. laser. Oh, laser. Yeah, laser. Yeah, well, I don't know never. Those guys. Yeah. That's rough. Or Michelle. Oh. oh. Michelle, or whatever his name was. Oh. But... Oh, but I can get the uh, the girl, the, the girl with the crazy teeth, Missy Pyle. Yeah, yeah, she's around. She's around. Wow. Uh, wow, yeah. I have, you got to do a doc. Wow. You got to go get the average Joe team. Yes. I need great. the one guy. Wow. That's, that's right. That's a good that's revelation. All I, I think so. I have to re. I need to do some work. Uh, oh, no. You need it. You need. Guy. What's his name? You need. Uh, are you talking about Crazy Eye Killer? The guy from Curb. Wasn't he on the team? Yeah. He, yeah, that's the guy. That's what I mean. He just did something. <laughs> like, he, he, he's in. Um, yeah, I think he's. I don't know. He does stuff. You gotta look for him very, very minor. Uh, like, I don't think he does. Ah, yeah, well, maybe it wasn't him, but yeah, crazy eye killer you need. Yeah, I think crazy that's eye killer. Literally, that might be the only yeah. guy I need a photo with. The I think that's the only guy I still. We got the average Joe team, dude. That's awesome. Uh, well, the only, I don't have the announcers. Uh, no, no, Gary no. Cole or the other jerk. You know Jason Cole Bateman. or Bateman? Nah, I've never gone for Cole. I don't know when he's around. 
Average Joe's Gym, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. Wow. I realize that. Anyway. Neither. Yeah, that's a good tangent. Love that movie. So anyway, yeah, so the problem was the line was, the, 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 the ops are usually like 45 minutes yeah, to an hour for like the really big names. She was backed up two and a half hours. And, and the same then, thing happened with Carrie Fisher on Saturday. Oh, Fisher was a disaster. It was basically me texting you and, and, and Dana and the class. whole time and everybody uh, like, how much time do I have? Do I have to come in now? Right, and the problem is like, you know, when you're in the back of the line, you just say, well, it's moving, but I don't know because yeah. then it's like cattle. Once you hit the front of the line, it's cattle. In, 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 in. So, I, I got get- Mila. I did get the photo with Carrie Fisher. I also got Mila Jovovich, Resident Evil. Big one for me. Uh, Harbor, you got the graph, and you got Millie's graph. Did I? And have I said that I got the photo finally with Jeff Bridges? Oh, uh, no. I don't think we covered uh, that. It's yeah. me, it's uh, Joe. It's me, Lanza. It's me, Jeff. <laughs> it's me, Barney. It's me, Barney. Remember me, Barney? You uh, got? You want some coffee? I would stop at the Dunkin' Donuts, get coffee? Uh, if you want to find Diane, you have to drink the coffee. I love that movie, The Vanishing. I have yeah. him and Kiefer Sutherland, and Nancy Travis is doing something in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go for her. Uh, but Sandra Bullock, I'll never get. She's terrible. Uh, you never know. Nah, she's terrible. You have to play. Whatever. Uh, yeah, what happened? And uh, Comic Con. Uh, who else did I get? I also got. Uh, oh yeah, that's why I got Bridges. I did Bridges Thursday. Yeah. From I also con. got Kate Beckinsale, who I love. Yeah. And uh, and, and good and, thing you got her because she just canceled. Yeah, she canceled Rhode Island. And I got the name is Bond, James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> His most famous role is something he doesn't even star in—a video game for the N64. Yes. Yeah. Only used his face. Yes. Uh, uh, Pierce. Doubtfire. Yes. Uh, so, uh, who who else did we get during uh, Comic Con? Comic Con. Oh, oh uh, I find I got the photo with my old uh, oh, high my school chemical, yeah. uh, bandmate, Rob's old buddy Gerard Way. <laughs> did you uh, Did you mention that to him? Yeah. Well, the crazy thing was Saturday. One of the problems Saturday why I missed out on Jeffrey D. Morgan was I had to leave at like six or something because we were having our. 20-year Belleville High School reunion. He didn't go? Yeah, Rob went. No, Gerard Way. No, he's not in my grade. He was a year ahead of me. I could have came for the... No, he's not. 21st. I mean, come on. He's not coming. So... Did he go last year? What? Did he go last year for his 20? I highly doubt it. So, uh, it was so it was interesting to see him. He's he's not even, like, before he had, like, blonde, like, bleach blonde hair, and he was he all looks, skinny. Yeah, he looks now he looks exactly like he did in high school. Fat, long hair, just a, a doof. Yeah. I don't think he's with My Chemical Romance anymore. It's just no, nah, they broke up. Yeah, it's just he does comics now. That's what he always wanted to do was comics. Well, I mean, good for him, I guess. I, I never thought he was a, all that great nah. illustrating, but whatever. Uh, who who else did we get? Oh, I got Shane West. I needed him. From yeah, Shane. Nikita. Yeah, Salem is on now. Shane West. Is never good. never seen. Never seen it. Never seen him. Never seen it. And then uh, who else? Didn't you get um? I got a few voice actors from the new Voltron series. Uh, did you get with Zayas? Wasn't Zayas with somebody? Jeffrey? Uh, no. Was it the guy from Burn Notice? Oh, Jeffrey! I didn't get Jeffrey. No. Oh, okay. I didn't get him either. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I thought. It, I thought it went well, considering you know at least this time I wasn't like deathly ill. 
I mean, yeah, you didn't pass out and black out and not remember things, yeah. so that's a big plus. But I think the problem with Comic-Con is, like, they know they're going to sell out. Like, I didn't think the guests were all that great. They don't care. Exactly. I mean, they, they get their panels, care. you know, they have panels with right. big names, but... Otherwise, they don't get. They're selling out. Why, what do right. they have to well, do? That's what I mean. Because even the pa- even the panels weren't great. Nah, like were two, three years ago, they were pretty damn good. I did miss Ed. Ed I missed Ed Asner. That was a kind of a stinky miss for me. Yeah, you uh, missed Captain Planet twenty fifth reunion. Yeah, I just wanted Ed Asner. Yeah, you didn't want the voice of Troy or whoever, nah. or uh, the art director. <laughs> I mean, some people got them. It was, uh, they were very friendly. And I, I yeah. So uh, yeah, I think. We, oh, I got a crappy photo with Lucy Liu. Yeah, but that's her. That's not yeah, you. Yeah, no, actually. she's a weirdo. Uh, Johnny Miller. Got Johnny Lee Miller from Hackers. Uh, All right, let's do this. So, yeah, yeah, I think it, uh, I, yeah, it went well. I think it went well. Obviously, the Geller miss kind of stunk. That was a punch. That would have been an easy one. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. But, I mean, whatever. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, Comic-Con is just always just... It's madness! more than madness it's just like ridiculous it, yeah. it really is uh, it's just uh, even talking about it gives me like also yeah. all right yeah. one of the other meets I had I went up to Hartford Connecticut have you, have you ever been no it wasn't there have you ever been to Hartford yes twice there is no worse place to drive from New Jersey than to, to drive Hartford. to Hartford Connecticut and also it depends what side of Hartford you're on Fine. the business side there's nothing going on Starbucks was closed at 9am uh, so I couldn't get coffee or a drink or breakfast because Dunkin Donuts was closed as well I wound up on something called the Merrick Parkway ah, right in my hood Two-lane, two-lane road through Connecticut. Nobody went over 60. Yeah. Nobody. Oh, yeah. I wanted to kill everybody on the road. I I couldn't believe. Here's the other thing with Connecticut. You know, they don't have a helmet law. These maniacs are riding motorcycles without a helmet. Yep. And they're doing 120 miles an hour. Yep. What's wrong with these people? I'm used to that. So that was unbelievably horrible. It took me over two hours, and it felt like ten. It was terrible. Two hours is actually a bad time. I couldn't go fast. So I finally get there. I park for like two bucks on a street. I go in, pay to get in. I go down into the basement where they had the con going on there, and there was like four people I was even, even possibly would get. I don't watch Sons of Anarchy. Unlike somebody else we know. Uh, I don't. You know who we are. No, not him. No, he doesn't watch anything. No, the other guy. Oh, he watched, yeah, he watched. Uh, I watched Star Trek. Um, so I go down there. And the big the big meet for me was, I got Jill Gerard and the other guy from Buck Rogers, which I used to watch back in the 80s. It was on reruns. Um, I also got Lindsay McKeon. Who, uh, she was on one of the Saved by the Bell, the new classes. College years? No. The new class. And then she was also on Supernatural for a while. Supernatural, I know, but the Saved by the Bell. Well, in Supernatural, she was the, uh, like the death. Uh, she worked for, uh, the Grim Reaper. Something like that. It gets, all the middle seasons get fuzzy because they're on 12 now. So. It's ridiculous. 
So, um, I, I have no clue. So, um, but the big one for me was Judith Hogue. She, she was April O'Neil in the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie, which is my favorite. One. One, one. One, not two. Yes, yeah, said one. Two is Paige Turco. Paige Turco, yeah. There you go. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, no, she's, Paige Turco's very nice, but that movie was terrible. And three was an abomination. Three is an abomination. Two's only terrible because they cut all the fight scenes just like, uh, no, it was bad. They had the, they didn't have Corey Feldman as Donatello. Uh, David Corey Feldman was the Donatello. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. And it, it just was dumb. And they had that Kino guy, that annoying. Well, they didn't. They didn't. They took out Casey Jones. Yeah. They couldn't get the rights to Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> so they just made more toys for different characters. Yeah. Who played April in the third one? The Paige Turco yeah. guy. Yeah. Third one was just. But they brought back the third Casey one. They Jones. brought back uh, Elias uh, Kotias as uh, Casey Jones, which made no sense. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, they time traveled. <laughs> Two would have been fine if they could like use their weapons. The, the only fight. good thing about the third one was that they had Stuart Wilson as the bad guy, and I love that guy. That British guy is that he's hilarious as no, the bad guy. It doesn't matter. But it otherwise, was, it was terrible. Yeah, one's fantastic. Well, one is also almost directly from the comics. Is it? Well, when they go to like April's house in the country. Oh, okay. And, like, they're washing him. Like all yeah. those are cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is before you understand cricket. Tough rocks, pal. <laughs> and he hits him with the undercover ref. Anyway, yeah. All right, yeah, so I talked to her, and uh, I don't even know. I have audio of it. I don't even know if you can hear. It was kind of loud there, and she's just talking about like you know the the cons that she's done and. You know, she was talking about turtles and different things, and then why she wasn't in the second one. And well, why wasn't she in the second one? Well, she said it was like a contract. It was a, kind of like a contract issue. Like she said, she wanted to do it, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have you." And then all of a sudden, like she didn't hear from them, so they probably just cheaped out. I assume that, but that was just a juicier story. Not, not really. It's nothing. It was nothing illicit or anything like that. They just, I guess, they just cheaped out or something. Um, so that was cool, and um, so then the third the third meet was the uh, RetroCon. Now RetroCon is in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is another awful drive. Oh, I've been there. I've been there for a Jason Blaustein convention. Oaks is like you get past like you go over like the Delaware River, and you think it's close, but it's not. And yeah. and you seem like you never get there. You just see cows. It's just. It's just bad. I got lost on the way home. Is that where Walker Stoker is? No. Yes. Not. Is it? The one that's in Pennsylvania is in Oaks. Who's Philly? No, it's Oaks. They probably call it Philly though, right? Uh, they call everything. They call it. They had the. I went there earlier this year. They had the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con, and this thing is nowhere near Philadelphia. Yeah, it's like an I hour assumed, away. I assumed Walker was in Philly because they call it the Philly Walker Stoker. No, it's not. It's in Oaks. Terrible. So. Oh God, it's terrible. I went down there. Last year I was with Rob and we interviewed, we, we love talking to the voice actors. We talked to Michael Bell and Michael McConaughey and uh, Doug Stone and uh, uh, John Mashita Jr. You know, the fast talker guy. Michael Machitas. Yes. So we talked to them. This year, oh, Larry Kenny was there also last year, but we talked to him already. Right. That's right. 
So uh, this year we talked to, well, I didn't talk to them, but so the main ones they had were um, from the Ninja Turtles t uh, cartoon was Pat um, Fraley, who did a million TV shows. And on the sh cartoon, he played uh, Krang and Casey Jones and Baxter Stockman. And like, he was like the Welker of that show. He did like every character. And then another guy who was actually his cousin, Cam Clark, another um, veteran voice actor. He was Leonardo and also uh, uh, Rocksteady on the original cartoon. Yes. And then the third guy, which was the big one for me, was the legendary Alan Oppenheimer, who of course was, he was Skeletor! <laughs> I thought you had Oppenheimer already. I never met him before! Pretty good, pretty good Skeletor. Beastman! You know he still does Skeletor for Robot Chicken. Yeah, once in a while, yeah. yeah. So, um, now, by the way, on the way out, I, I, I got a hold of Alan Alpine really fast, and I said, and I was asking about John Irwin, who, and I won't replay what he said, but he, um, John Irwin was, <laughs> was the original He-Man, and basically he just confirmed that he's a recluse, and he will never do anything, any public signing or anything, it's just never going to happen. Recluse meaning, can you elaborate? No, it's just that he's, you know, he just lives on his, you know, lives his own lifestyle, he doesn't want to do any... Anything that has to do with He-Man or nothing at all. And even Oppenheimer said, he said, I've tried everything under the sun to convince him. Like, say, you don't have to do press. You just show up. He just will not do it. But anyway, so then I gave, I, I, I did my Skeletor impression for him. And Oppenheimer goes, that was really good. And he goes, if I hear you doing that, though, I'm going to come and kill you. <laughs> Did he say it to you in Skeletor voice? No, he just said it in his regular voice. So, um, and he was also a Falcor in uh, the Never Ending Story. Adreu! Adreu! So, and so I got them to sign some stuff, photos. And so, when they wound up doing was they had a panel. And I was like, oh, I'll sit through the panel. And I had asked them if I could do like a quick five minute interview after, like later on. And they were like, okay, whatever. So I'm sitting through the panel, and it's those three, and they were so good in the panel. Like, they hit so many different topics, and the audience was good, too. They asked a lot of good questions. I literally, like, I went back up to Cam Clark afterwards, and I was like, he's like, oh, do you want to do the interview? I'm like, I have nothing left to ask you. Like, you guys literally hit every topic. So then I did ask him about, uh, like, last year they did this, like, Ninja Turtles cartoon like anniversary thing they where they two brought of them, actually they did turtles forever which yes. in 2003 and they just did one for nickelodeon now yeah both uh, the one on nickelodeon wasn't wasn't I, too great uh no but you know what is it wasn't that good but when they had they had so they had the the uh current ninja turtles yes. cast then they had the ones from like 2003 they did the, the comic book yeah oh yeah the, the, the original comic book, comic book. Yes. yes yes and then but they made the 80s turtles just look stupid well, they made them goofy, but that's what they were. They were goofy. They were, but when you're five, like, that was... They were the comic relief. I thought it was cool that they had them back. Yeah. So, um, pessimistic. What do you want? Anyway, so I, I just asked about that real fast. And and the oh, I like the interaction between Donatello and Raph, because the Raphael's voice is now Donatello. Oh, uh, Rob Paulson. Yes. So, so um... 
Yeah, so that went well, and um, I'll play. I'm going to play the entire. I took video of it, but I'll again in this episode I'll play the entire audio from the uh, the Q and A because it, it was that good. I mean, they were hilarious. Uh, Pat Fraley is just a hilarious guy, no matter what. Oppenheimer funny, you know. They they were just all funny, and it's a it's a good listen. These new Ninja Turtles. Well, every week I would say. We've got to think of something fast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Anyway, I just got giddy, so I'll sit down. I'm, I'm what's left of that frame. And I think, among other things, I did the bottomless, blurbling villain of a, of a character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, which was... No, you go ahead and do it. Who else got an impression? Because... Come on. No, 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 Let's hear it. Yeah, do it. It's probably a new Oh, I try to be crazy, but I'm never as good as you. Humbly, I sit down. This is the master right here. Give me these guys a round of applause. I feel like I'm scared now. I feel like there's going to be a truck that comes by at the end of this thing. Like, we heard you did the crank voice in front of Pat. You're going out. So, but yeah, let's give a big round of applause to these guys. Thank you guys for being here. No, no, no. We're just getting started. So yes, this is the voice actors panel. Uh, we got wonderful voice actors here. Alan Oppenheimer, Pat Fraley, Cam Clark. So glad you guys are here. How are you guys enjoying RetroCon so far? How are we doing? How, yes, how, are you, how has RetroCon been for you? It's been wonderful. I mean, you know, we, we I don't know, can anybody see us as we stand? Yeah, yeah, let's stand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's such a, uh, a joy for us because, uh, you know, we work in, in a vacuum. And, uh, Cam and I were nine years uh, sitting next to each other once a week doing the show. We never saw any fans. They told us it was a hit. And, and, and we believed them. Yes, we did. Uh, Ellen Up and I were at Filmation, did 120 shows in a row, two years. <laughs> sitting uh, together. We didn't know. We were trying, what we did was try to amuse each other. But to be out here and to see that we had some impact on your lives, I mean, we wouldn't be here without you. And it, it's such a, uh, a blessing to be able to connect that. Thank you for all being just to, just to uh, go over further here, I mean, we did a show, Singer I Got Paid and Went Home, and 30 years later, this is the bonus. And I, I was so surprised, people came up to me and say, oh, it's still good. You, you were my childhood. And, uh, I mean, that's uh, pretty awesome to me in Hungary. And there were a lot of stories related to that, which I won't go into. I would save some people from an ugly childhood. It's one of the bonuses that we have expected. We did the show in my home. 
And here you all are, and thank you so much. And of course, at this stage, I often get, weren't you Cam Clark? <laughs> I, or I'll meet new, the new voice people. I literally had uh, <coughs> Troy Baker say, um, Cam, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I would love to have the career that you had. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Yeah. Uh, I still have a pulse, but thank you. But I hope I can shuffle to the fridge for some tapioca pudding. <laughs> a couple of pictures of that? Yeah. And he was very embarrassed. Well, that's not what I meant. That's not how that was supposed to come out. Right. So, yeah. I love when they call you legendary. You get that once in a while? The legendary Ellen Nuffin. Yeah, sounds like past tense. Yeah, like the Sphinx. Right. Right. Yeah, but no, they're still here. They're still doing great. And that's what's interesting is that because of like DVDs, Netflix, and things like that, you're getting even new generations today who get to experience the stuff that you did from the 80s and 90s. Has that been an interesting journey to have someone who wasn't even born when you do a show telling you they're a big fan of your work? Let's say yes. Yeah. <laughs> This on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's absolutely true. I mean, you know. But then again, when I was a kid, uh, I was watching cartoons in the 40s, Warner Brothers, even 30s. 1840s. So, <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, I was watching them on those stereo things for the, for the stereo optics. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, uh, I'm wondering. If, uh, see, I don't know what to call you. Because I saw you at the, yeah, I saw him at the airport. We met, we weren't together before, and I went, nerd! And everyone went, really? And I went, well, what do I call you? Because, well, I'm black nerd. <laughs> I'm probably not going to call him. Hey, black nerd! <laughs> well, my name is Andre, so there you go. I mean, I call you Andre? You definitely can call me Andre. African-American nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we going to take questions? We are going to take some questions. Yeah, I just want to throw a couple things out there to you. But yeah, we definitely want to take some questions. So if you've got a question for these guys, raise your hand. I'll come to you with the mic. There we go. I see one right here. Or is it like Donahue used to be? Yeah, yeah. Running through the audience. <laughs> we'll cover you so you don't fall over. Take your time. Uh, well, uh, thank you for all your work over the years, and we appreciate it. But my question is, is there a role that you ever felt that was underappreciated or you thought would take off and never did and wish kind of that character would, you know, have gone on? Yes. That's a good question. Yes. Yes. Leonardo yes. with a... Wait. Yeah, I did a, I did a series that lasted 10 episodes called The Wuzzles. <laughs> oh, I watched that. Right. And I did Rhinope. And I thought that was going to be as big as Skeletor became. But the doll wasn't made, so they canceled the show. Well, okay, so I've got one that's almost like that. It was Brave Star. Now, Brave Star, we thought would last a couple, three, four years. But they got all the distribution for the toys before the show came out. Uh, Alan was in the show uh, with me. And so they just sat there and it killed the whole show. Yeah, we did 65 episodes, a year's worth, but I was disappointed. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyone? Hey, oh. to do the character, to do the acting part of the characters when you play both the hero and the villain at the same time? In, in the same show? No. Not difficult at all. As a matter of fact, I did Skeletor, Merman, Cringer, and uh, something else. Man at arms. And I would talk to myself. Instead of going all the way through doing Skeletor and then coming back and doing Merman, right, right. I, would do, I would talk to myself like, <laughs> Merman, what do we want? Get off of my back! Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I like doing it that way. See, I do both the hero and the villain when I'm at home in my big boy underpants. <laughs> run around, you know, run around the house, having fights with myself, wrestling myself to the ground. Actually, I just stumbled over the ottoman. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's interesting what Alan pointed out, uh, where we go, you know, hi, how are you? Don't come near me. Why shouldn't I? And we go through that way. Here's why. Because we hear the acting from one character, and we can react with our minds on the next one. In other words, if uh, I had a line like, uh, what's with the hat, right? And then I do it that way, I go, what do you mean? If I went, what's with the hat? I might go, what do you mean? You see, you can match it up better. And uh, some, for some reason, it's not as difficult as I think it might be for other actors. I don't know, maybe we're... It's what if I said, what's with the hat? <laughs> How would you respond to that? What do you mean? <laughs> anyway, I think that's just a couple, uh, just a thought about why it seems to be easier or better for us to do it in a row. Yeah, we I can take know. breaks, though. We'll be like a, you know, a, what are you doing out here, Thunder Stick? And I'll go, it's none, it's none of your best stuff. You know, we'll kind of get into it, and then they, they butt it up or edit it. I guess on, the, on that same line, you also do that for just a variety of the additional voices that you hear both in your shows or in the movies and stuff like that. Like, is that a challenge to be like, I gotta create voices for all these different characters, but they all need to have their own distinction, their difference? Well, here's what I found. When I came to Los Angeles and I walked in a room with Alan Oppenheimer, Joni Gerber, Don Messick, uh, Dawes, Butler, these luminaries, Michael Bell, I was overwhelmed. They were so good, I thought, oh, I'm in the, I'm in the wrong league. And uh, I, I was okay, and I did all right. And after a couple months, I noticed, wait, that's the same voice as the other show. He's just changed dialogue. And I realized that Mel Blanc and Luminaries sort of have their own little repertory company, and they will change a little aspect of the character to pr protect the guilty. So uh, it's rather like having your own little theater company, and you put on different noses and ears, and disguises. So let's have a question? Oh, right up front here. Here we go. Skeletor, can you still do the Skeletor impression like the laughter that he does? <laughs> what kind of a question is that? <laughs> what do you want to know? Speak right up. Don't stutter, say it. 
you like the yeah sign? Like what? The yeah. What do you call it? His iconic um, yeah. laughter, I would say. A laughter skeleton? <laughs> creepy. Yes. Very creepy. Yeah, very attractive. <laughs> and actually, Alan and I just did a project together. It was like a time warp. His Skeletor, my He-Man, and that was kind of a hoot. I don't remember when that was. Was that, uh, that was two weeks ago? But what was it? I think it was already out somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I forget what it's called. Nice promoting technique. Like, <laughs> we just did something. I can't forget the. I can't remember the title. Sort of what it's called. Yeah. Good. Questions? Oh, Eric. Do you guys have any uh, embarrassing moments from when you were recording voice or any of the shows or anything like that? I know. Well, only when my depends didn't hold up. <laughs> my favorite one was not in the session, but after we found out uh, with Turtles what a hit it was uh, early on, and I was in line for a movie, and I saw this little kid, he had the turtle, T-shirt and the hat, carrying the doll and everything, and I went, I'm gonna give this kid a thrill. So I go up to him, I lean down, and uh, I say, so you're really, are you a turtle fan? He's got an ice cream. This sounds so corny, but it's true. He's, you know, going like this, and I said, well, guess what? I'm Leonardo. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and I'm Donatello. Seriously, this angel kid, and I kind of just went, oh, well, I guess without the turtle, this is, you know, I'm just going to go back to that line from my, my movie. Mom, says the kid. <laughs> yeah. Scarred for life. How about you, Alan? Any uh, no embarrassing moments? No. You know, I would never admit to it anyway. Right. I can't think of, I can't. Remember any right now? I had something vaguely embarrassing, but uh, I don't remember. There are other shows, other shows, where the director said in so many words, "You stink." I was embarrassed then, yes, but not on the cartoon. Right, right. I had some, what, some, some interaction with a, a director that was embarrassing. But I'll think of it. It'll come to me. Or like my mom says, "Oh, it'll come bubbling up through the ooze." <laughs> so. Anyone else? I had a couple of questions. One is for Pat. I was looking up, looking up online, and it says you only did additional voices for Mother Babies, one of my favorite shows to get. Yeah, I don't get that. On IEMTV, they'll do additional voices. Now, in uh, we do ADR. And we get additional voices a lot. ADR is looping, where we put in the voices of the background people. I get that, but on cartoons, I don't get additional voices, and I don't understand what they say, as Pat Franklin. I got that where they say, Cam Clark, or as Cam Clark. Cam Clark was Cam Clark, is all I know. That's a mystery. You get another question? I have one for Cam. 
I'm sorry, what's the what? What's the, the line, that, like Leonardo line, you get quoted as the most by the fans that come up to you? We gotta think of something fast. <laughs> it was so hard when we started with the turtles, as Pat will remember. The other turtles are all these crazy clowns, right? And it was so hard for me to just be the straight man, pardon the expression. And I tried to make him like a satire superhero so I could be one of these guys. And our director, Sue Blue, takes me out in the hallway and she says, you know, you need to play this really straight. I said, yeah, well, no, you will play this really straight. Don't fight me on this, she says. So, we gotta think of something fast. <laughs> he was the, the exposition guy, too. Yes. He didn't love the exposition. <laughs> how, how about exposition? Yeah, yeah. So I was doing a uh, uh, $6 million movie. And uh, Virgil Vogel, very seasoned, wonderful director, he done westerns and all that. So there's one particular time, we're rehearsing, and I have the opening expositions. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make something of this exposition. He said, this is shit, just get through it. <laughs> he was right. When I saw it, he was right. <laughs> I guess on that same token, you also sometimes will do, like, some actor will do a voice, but you might do the singing voice, or they recorded something, but you sometimes do uh, some of their lines, or for other... Uh, you, are you talking about ADR or looping? Yeah, or or sometimes like the the actor did a voice in the movie, but then they need a voice for other things. And yeah, I'll give you a dem quick demonstration of this with your permission, guys. Okay, here's what happens. You're called into the studio. There's a big screen, and the director says, "Look, we want you to replace the voice of this actor." And you look on screen, screen, you hear beats, and they play it for you. It's a it's a big uh, Western guy. I told you to get out, tag my man. And they want you to slide in a different voice for their own reasons. So you get in there, you put on the headphones, you hear the beat tone, and it goes like this. I told you to get out, tag my man. Right? And then they slide the track a little bit, or you do it three or four times, and you match it. And that's ADR. It's for automatic or additional dialogue replacement. They're not quite sure what it is, but that's in post-production. And uh, some of the most talented people in the industry do loop groups where they provide all the background sounds. We were talking about this yesterday because Cam directs a group or groups in this kind of a situation. And they're so good, but you have to be boring. You've got to be loud and boring because you can't be more interesting than Brad Pitt. You're in the background. And so uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a challenge. We do a thing called, in, within that world, we do a thing called airplane dubs, where movies that are kind of nasty, we take all the swear words out. So we hire people who sound, you know, like the originals. I just did a job for the new Hawaii Five-O. Jack Lord, they've made a Jack Lord. For those of you that remember the original series, he talks to, and it was a guy with, you know, with the mocap, and 
had drawn Jack Lord's face over it, and I did his voice for this uh, scene in Hawaii Five O where he's with the guy who now plays that character, and they're in a church talking to each other. So that was that was kind of a thrill. That's a, that's interesting. May I share uh, uh, a recent job? It's funny. Okay, so I get hired. I audition for a role in a movie. I get to, to do the voice of an actor narrating. So I go to Disney, they give me a VIP parking at ADR2, I'm surprised. I go in, the director's there, the, the writer, the engineer, and Doc Kane, who's a wonderful engineer. Uh, and so I do my narration bit, and they, oh, that's the best ever. And I go out to my car, and I'm driving off the lot, and I'm thinking, wow, I sound like Robert Redford. And then I thought, he's 80 years old. <laughs> but apparently I could sound just like him. But if, if, well, when I meet with him, I'll say, you know what? You sound like a 40-year-old. That'll work out. I, I can tell you that uh, I did three bonanzas one year. And then I had to loop this one bonanza because, after all, it's a Western. And we're doing it in Burbank, and planes are flying over. So we have to do it. So I go into the studio, and... Uh, Hoss there too, you know, and I'm looping this thing, and afterwards he says to me, Dan says to me, listen, can I give you a piece of advice right now? I said, yeah, what do you say? When you shoot an exterior scene, don't move your lips. It makes it easier to loop later. <laughs> well, I heard in, uh, anybody seen the wonderful movie called Once Upon a Time in the West? Right? Who's the director? <laughs> Once Upon a Time in the West was uh, the Italian director that did all the spaghetti westerns. Who knows? Sergio Leone. And he said that it had all sorts of people from internationally, Germans, Italians, all sorts of people, and they couldn't speak English, and they knew they were going to ADR into English, and so they tell the actors, or have it translated, just count to ten. So these Germans are inside, drive, and so in the States they put in the American or English dialogue. But we've gone astray, haven't we? Any other questions? Several times, and I enjoy it all. Yeah. There's nothing uh, that I haven't done. No. 
that I wish I had. And I, I'm the same way. If I, I came close to a goal that didn't have it and it hurt, I somehow blanked that out. <laughs> it's a bad idea yeah. to carry that. The first series I got when I started doing this was a remake of Johnny Quest playing Haji. I was so excited, told my family everything, and my agent, Rita Venari, called me in shortly thereafter and said, Honey, um, they've replaced you. I was crushed. They've replaced you with Rob Paulson. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. So at least it was Rob. And it was, at least it was Rob. Yes. I would have been better than Rob, but hey. Yes. <laughs> but only a teeny bit. Good question. Uh, can you recall a difficult time you had, be it coming up with a character, voice, or script interpretation, or just behind the mic, and what did you do to overcome that challenge? Good question. That's a very good question. Anything come to mind where you really had to work at getting that character or didn't come? I mean, Ellen always says to me, I become. Last night we were, just a little story. I do stories all the time, but I keep them short. Okay, 30 seconds. We were at, at the bar, and he started pretending like he was drunk. And he was so good that the tables around us were going, oh, look at that drunk old man. He's horrible. <laughs> and I was going, he's acting. You know, and he becomes, but was there a role we had to work at? Phil, Phil Foster, Foster, who's the hero of mine. So last night, I just told this story. And I thought, gee, that sounded familiar. So I did, and I walked up to these people. I said, no, no, I'm okay. And they went, sure. I walked right on back, and I put my arm around this lovely man, and I said, how am I? Boy, when did Berman become part of the 12-step program? Hello, Yugoslavia. How about you? Was there a role that you had to work at to get? I mean, to, to get your teeth into? Or? I'm good. You're good. <laughs> I, I don't recall um, having a difficulty. I do recall uh, a season when things started to take off. You know, after 83 and He-Man, there was a lot of work that all of a sudden exploded in Los Angeles. So about 84 or 85, uh, I'm auditioning for one role with one network for the Littles. Then I'm auditioning for uh, for Hanna Barbera for the Smurfs and another. And it was in the same day. And I got all three parts. It was the same voice. I went, oh no. It was like this, this kind of voice. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? I've got three networks, all the same performance. Well, fortunately, they never looked at each other's shows. <laughs> so I was safe for that season, but that's that was kind of a challenge with regard to versatility. I realized then I gotta get more versatile. And when I started working with Cam, uh, we worked with, Fred Wolf was the producer of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he was very frugal, let's call it. Or scotch, forgive, forgive me. But, we didn't get guests. None. They say, who has a contract? Uh, we used, they've got three voices for the price of one then. And they, we'd get our roles for the day. He'd say, who's light on their contract? Cam raises his hand. 
Barry Gordon, who played Don and Torres, and go, okay, you guys are rock steady and bebop. And they're going, that's, and Barry goes, that's way out of my range. I, no, you go, I don't, I don't do that. He goes, you do now, right? And uh, both of them were astounding at how they broke out of the range and accomplished those characters with the blonde. I am amazing. Never I say so you can't do it. Yeah, well, you impress me, you great kid.
you need that kind of energy and that fun. Of course, uh, Rob Paulson is probably the greatest person to have in the room because he makes the whole cast laugh. We don't care if it's a retake, it's fine. But the idea of being a little more bold and having fun, because they, there's a reason they call them plays, <laughs> right? And uh, it's, it was a, it's a great thing to be reminded of, not to get too heavy with your work. Like a lot of people, they just imagine, oh, you just go in and you just talk, you signalize, and then you're out. It's like, but you guys really get to have the whole experience, especially when you get to do recordings together. Right, you've been to Nickelodeon, you've seen the sessions. There's a lot of cracking up, there's a lot of retakes. Once in a while, you'll add to the line just to amuse someone. But there, there's a reason for that. It, it buoys the room. Because you can't be from early series to going, okay, ready, Dinky the Duck, take one. Hi, I'm Dinky. You, got, you gotta be a little loose. And uh, that's an important factor. Doing a number of games, it's different than the animation world. It's a lot more cinematic, and so it's almost like doing uh, movie dramas because it's it's a straighter read, and especially as the games have gotten more sophisticated, they are they are like they are movies, and so it's fun to do that whole different uh, kind of a groove on that. Cam's um, right. 85% of all video games are drama-driven. 85% of all animation is comedy-driven. So they're two different worlds in some ways. The pervasive style uh, of video games is realistic to melodrama. I don't mean melodrama, but really intense reality. Right? And Animation these days is all over the place. Everywhere from wild and woolly to bone real. Pixar is like on the more real side, isn't it? A couple little surprises, but it's story-driven and less silly than uh, some of the shows that, that we got to do. Especially shows back in the day that were so silly, weren't they? Rainbow Bright and My Little Pony and all of the shows we did were sillier. And it, probably that's one of the draws you folks that grew up with it, is that it was a, a silly time. It, and it, it was a world for kids. It wasn't, there was no adults when there was no separation between. When you saw that splash of color, as I did, because I'm older, in the theater, when I saw the Woody Woodpecker opening, or uh, Warner Brothers, I went, ah, this is for me. And it was our world, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what character would you say that you had either the most fun recording or like silliest or things like that, characters like that was? Very good question. Yeah. My favorite was uh, Freddy the Ferret on uh, Back to the Barnyard. Uh, it's a voice, as you may have done, it's like I had this voice that I wanted to use somewhere and I kept auditioning with it and auditioning with it until Somebody grabbed it. Oh, so you just kept. I kept auditioning with this one voice. So somebody would hire you for that voice. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like? Freddy the fairy talked like this, and then sometimes he'd sound like Gene Wilder. Very good. Nice. How about you, Alan? Uh, Skeletor, Skeletor, without any doubt. 
because it was wide open, I could do anything I wanted. Uh, I had lived a lot, too. Uh, following through on what the intention of the line was. But if you're doing this kind of a thing, you can do anything you want with it and have fun with it. <laughs> so that's why I love Skeletor. I grew up around... I grew up around the deaf and some challenged people. My grandfather taught the deaf and blind all his life in North Dakota and Idaho, state schools. I get into uh, Hollywood and they're casting a role for Wildcat from Tailspin. They're having a trouble uh, casting it because they want him to be stupid. Well, I thought maybe naive. So I came up with a voice like, Blues is a range movie, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's a new iron on the map. No, it's quite the <laughs> So I do this. I don't know where I came up with it, but everyone, you come up with things in your past. So 20 years later, I get some calls from psychologists that are representing people with autism, what they call Asperger's then. We don't deal with that anymore. ADHD, you know, some difficulties and they want to get in touch with me. Why? Because they saw, saw that show when they were in school, going to public school, got humiliated and picked on. They come back home from school and they watch a character who they perceived as challenged being loved by all the other characters. And it served their hearts. And it took me and Alan and from a major career in amusing to something much more meaningful. And so to that, this day is my favorite uh, character voice. Pat, I just wanted to tell you that I just did a quick IMDb search to find out that you were a voice stuck in my head because my son was obsessed with your buddy Blue from Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. To this day, and even up to yesterday, sunshine, flowers, Yeah, It was the most embarrassing, painful job of my career. I think it was the honor you with Buddy Blue. And Here I am, like, 55 years old. Hi, what are we gonna do with Rainbow again today? <laughs> oh, good, where's Nerky? <laughs> I was probably 45, but we had to do a lot of roles. And I think I was Buddy Blue was kind of like that. But I was, uh, I, the main role I had was Lurky, which was this huge, see, another challenge kind of character. I don't know, they keep giving me these roles, Alex. But he was like, <laughs> what a wonderful day in Rainbow Land. <laughs> so uh, that was the one I remember about. Yeah, we did Buddy Blue and, you know, Ricky Amazon, I don't know, Armin. Speaking of uh, challenges, when we were doing Clifford, uh, there was an episode, it was, you know, Clifford was for small kids, but it was also a very, you know, it was a learning show, how to get along and things like that. And I did an episode where I was also this three-legged dog. And the other dogs didn't want to play with him, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that, that whole kind of thing is someone is different. And the lesson was about accepting people who are, or dogs who are different than you. So we do the whole episode. The show comes back from Korea, where they don't 
speak the language. And they added the fourth leg. <laughs> Missing the whole point of the show. We fix for you. You forgot the leg. They go, don't worry, Yankee. We'll fix it. We'll fix for you. You'll make my stay. Uh, in the old days, in the old days, used to have shirts and suits made in Hong Kong. Uh, they, the tailors would come over here, and you'd give them a shirt. You say, "Well, I want a dozen of these shirts." And had a cigarette burn here. You got a dozen shirts with a cigarette burn. Here. I do remember that when we did Bobby's World, uh, I think it was uh, animated in Korea because you know they started outsourcing. First, it was. Uh, it was uh, Japan, and then Australia, they went to Singapore, they went all over the place to get a cheaper price to animate, to actually paint me, and also work at tracks. Well, I remember we got a show back, and we're watching what they did, and the character sneezes, and then goes on for his line. Well, it wasn't the script, just one of the actors sneezed by accident, oh, and they animated it. <laughs> Well, on that front, because we have so many different animation styles, you got 2D, you got CGI, you got all these different indie artists. Is that, as a voice actor, does that ever affect you at all the style of animation of, of the show that you're doing voices for? Or well, like not anime? really. It's generally the director and the writing and the perception of the writing, we all agree, on the style. So it really does. Surprisingly, I've done some shows that have. Uh, I don't think they matched up too well, but that's not our really our decision. We do have to hit a style, especially now that there's longer, there's a more realistic and a varied amount of styles. Because you know, generally, except for anime, our tracks guide the animators. So it's a path from the, the stories, the, the storyboards, to director to us and then to the animators. Yeah, what we do is like a radio script and then they animate to that instead of the other way around. It would take forever to try and do an ADR to what they've drawn because when we do it, there's a certain kind of emotion or pause or laugh or whatever and that's what they have to animate to, which they didn't think of when they drew it. One thing will never happen in my lifetime is that there'll be animated voices that are created, or generated voices for characters. Why? Because we're cheaper so far. Once we're, we're quite a little bit more money than creating and generating voices, bye-bye. We'll be gone. Any other questions? Question for Alan. Could you talk a little bit about your involvement in Star Trek? Your involvement in Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah. Three hours of makeup. <laughs> that's my that's my memory of Karath in Star Trek. Yeah, it's all about makeup. <laughs> and then I go out and you know I take five minutes to do the scene, and then they get to me three hours later. So I went out and put on my shorts and smoked a cigar. And then I came back in again in this heavy costume, sweated profusely, and said the other 12 lines or whatever they were. <laughs> Star Trek is not my favorite. I, I'm not a big science fiction fan. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But there are people who are really addicted to that, and I'm not. 
On the other hand, of course, I did do Westboro and the $6 million hour <laughs> Been a difference to go into the go into a three-hour makeup session versus going into a studio booth to record the voice. <laughs> so, any other questions? We got time for one more. At least. Here we go. Come again. Come again. What would you say was your funnest time in the studio? Like your funniest story? Period. That will get everybody on this floor laughing on the floor. Most fun time. I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to clean them up. Sorry, let's go. I'm trying to put the funniest. I, 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 can, uh, I can speak to that a little bit. It's not directly to what you said, but at the end of the year, on many series, we would get what they called the Christmas reel. Because often, every session was the funniest session like with Turtles or Barnyard, every session was a boot and like getting paid to play in the sandbox. sandbox. But we would get these reels, all the outtakes, that had gone on through that season and they had you crying, they were so hilarious. So every day could be that and we're very fortunate to, to have it go that way. Yeah, there was one moment of delight in my life and, and I, I realized in an epiphany moment how wonderful my career was. I was doing Bobby's World, Howie Mandel's show. Howie was always there in the cast. I sat on one side of a long row of actors, we all sat, and on the other side, for some unknown reason, Rock Paulson was there. Because our bits were together. We played two guards, Meeker and Smurd, and we would, and the, we had lived so much, Rob and I, that the writers said, we're not writing for them anymore. They just make up their own stuff anyway. And Howie Mandel loved that. So sometimes they get confused, the animators, about who's meager and spurred, what they look like in their lines. Well, before the show, I had written down my adlibs, and, and Rob had written down this, and then I realized they had the names wrong. So I written down adlibs for Rob's character. Without thinking, I said to the person next to me, passes down to Rob, here's his ad-libs. Well, I got about three times down to Frank Welker. He read the note and started crying he was laughing so hard. And passed it to Rob who went, oh, good, thanks. I mean, the idea that you'd be in a business where somebody else would take your written ad-libs for them and not blink an eye, I thought, wow. This is great. You know, uh, on the uh, Carol Burnett show, they couldn't write for Tim Conway, who was so funny in that book. And so they would just put in the script, Tim does five minutes here. And that's what he did. And of course, Harvey Berman uh, tried not to laugh. But they just couldn't write what he did, or what that dentist sketch where paralyzes himself with anesthesia. That's all Tim does. Tim does five minutes here. I want to thank you guys. These are very good questions. Uh, you know, usually the questions I get, oh, I've got some catalog answer, but I, you really took me aback and, and all three of us to think about it. That's really good because we're, the panel's not any better than the questions. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us out.
Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. They all have tables right outside here, so please, please be sure to go see all of them. Get your photos, get your autographs. They're wonderful people. Alan Oppenheimer, Pat Fraley, and Ken Clark. Thank you all for being here, and uh, stay tuned for the Andre Blackman coming. I don't have this. Thank you guys so much. You have any movie reviews? Uh, I saw Neighbors 2 on the plane. It was okay. I wouldn't pay to see it, but it was 85 minutes of, you know, nothingness. And I watched Keanu. Oh, uh, who, who starred in that? Uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Uh, and, uh, sounds like. And Zac Efron. Oh, by the <laughs> way, some people saw Zac Efron last night and he just ignored everybody. Uh, he's, not, he's not a nice guy. Uh, he's been bothered since he was 15 in high school musicals, so, you know, yeah. it's all right. Oh, I finally got my Mel Brooks autograph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right after Gene Wilder passed. It was, like, the same week. True, it was. Um, did he talk about it? I don't know. I'll try to on the show. He, no, he did on uh, one of the late-night shows. Um... So this is September. I would assume the next episode will probably be the Chiller Review. Oh, yeah. Featuring I'm, Lanza. I'm so pumped to go meet Tim Curry. Tim Curry in the wheelchair. Is he pre-signing the autographs? What's going on with that? You, you, have, to, you have to send it. You can okay. send something in or you can so, buy it and they bring it there either so way. So this goes back to whether the autographs are... Uh, They're going to be real. <laughs> this goes back to that convo. I know. <laughs> I, do, I, I like... The man, the man is debilitated. No, I think I, he could sign. I've, he, he signed at the Hollywood show. People got him there. Love uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. Big Tim Curry guy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Star uh, Trek? Nah. Home Alone. Trump? Yes. Trump? Trump no, no, no I'm not talking about Trump. No, Trump was in Home Alone too. That's right, he was, yes. Was he? Yeah. Did he own the hotel or yep. something? Oh, oh awesome. No, he talks to Colton for like two seconds. That's gonna be our president. No. <laughs> yes, it will. It must be. Ah, all every all of the legal the citizens, citizens will be, be screwed. screwed. Even Jeremiah. That'll be a first. <laughs> Side off with. <laughs> you should make him do a phone work. Jeremiah. Yeah. It'd be too boring. All right. Oh well, that's right. Can I do my Skeletor for you for one second? Hello, beast man, you idiot. What do you think? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Unfortunately. If I hear of you doing it, though, you're a dead man. <laughs> I would never, <laughs> ever. I, you know what? It's, I, I can, I can, like, I could do the impressions pretty well of a lot of you guys, but I would never be able to do the substantive, like, like oh, you were you the performance. Yeah, well, and, and you did all the uh, the ad lib and all the the insults and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? I'd never be able to do that. Work on it. Uh, <laughs> well, I gotta run. All right, nice to see you again. Thank you.